Amen. Good evening, everyone. We doing good? Yes, awesome. If I've not met you, I'm Jeff Kerr. My wife, Christy, and I are the pastors here. We'd love to get to know you a little bit, figure out ways we could get you connected to the church, get you involved in some groups or ways to serve. Um, But we're glad you're here tonight. If you're watching online, thanks for joining us. We're going to jump right in tonight to week four of our series, uh, a relationship with God is, is the very creative name for this sermon series. And so we really wanted to do this just talking about how we mention it often. And again, I give a little uh, recap. You know, when you watch something on Netflix, you always have the previously on a relationship with God. You don't have the option to skip this one. You can't just skip right ahead. Um, we talk a lot about our faith in Jesus being not religion, but relationship. And we talked about how this is, this is at the heart of God's love for us, is that he wants to know us. He wants to speak to us. He wants to have this relationship with us. This is not a list of things. It's not a religion thing. And week one, I really, um, I thought that the Holy Spirit was moving in this place because there was a lot of people that said, yeah, I've tried religion. I keep trying religion, and it's not making a difference in my life. It's not... Um, it's not impacting me. There's nothing alive about it. I want to try this relationship. And so we've talked about that. And really the last couple of weeks, we've talked about the, the thing that at the heart of this relationship with God is that he wants to speak to us. And this might be a new concept for you, that God wants to speak to you. We talked about how God's not only big and the creator and eternal and powerful and all-knowing, and, but he's also loving. He's close to us. He is wanting to be with us and have a relationship with us. So... We talked last week about different ways that sometimes God speaks to us, and, and uh, homework the last couple of weeks was not only to read the, the chapters that we went over, but also I'm hoping that there was times that you, that you were open to what God was speaking to you, that maybe you were having a time of prayer or reading, your, reading the Bible and that God maybe spoke something to you. You're learning how to kind of recognize the voice of God. So that's really our heart as a church and specifically through this series. And really the point is... Um, I'll reiterate the main point that it's vital that we kind of foster this heart to hear the voice of God, that we foster this relationship of not only speaking to him in prayer, but listening to what he wants to say to us. So last week we talked a lot about the ways that God can speak to us, and tonight I want to talk about two things that might hinder the voice of God in your life. Um, Two things that can hinder you hearing or recognizing God's voice, God speaking to you. So we're going to start in Isaiah chapter 30. We're going to jump around to a few different scriptures today. But there's a story in Isaiah chapter 30. Isaiah is a prophet in the Old Testament. And God is speaking to him to take a word to the king or to the people of Israel. And this is at a time when Israel is facing an enemy. There is an enemy vowing to attack Israel to wipe them out. And so Israel, what they're doing is they are striving. They're like, oh, what do we do? Maybe you've experienced that where it feels like the world is caving in and you're like, ah, what should we do? I'm going to try to get help here. I'm going to try to get help here. Israel is doing that. They are looking to Egypt, which was a former enemy nation. I mean, years and years and generations ago, that was where they were all slaves. But now they're looking to Egypt to be in alliance. They're looking to anyone who can help them basically to find out, okay, um, this enemy that we have is not as bad as the one that's going to attack us. So if we have to make an alliance with these people to protect us from this one that wants to attack us, then we'll do it. So there's all this frantic activity that Israel is doing. They're striving. They're making alliances. And all the while, they're neglecting to do the one thing that God had always commanded them to do and asked them to do. All the while, ever since God created them to be a people, he said, when you're facing difficulties, just seek me. Seek me and you'll find me. 
When you're facing a battle, look to me and I will protect you. And it's not like they hadn't seen this firsthand. Times and time again where they would look to God and God would defeat the enemy for them. They didn't even have to go to battle. There was times where God would miraculously deliver them from the hand of the enemy. But this time, it's like they all just forgot to seek God, to seek what God might be telling them. And instead, they're trying to solve everything with their own strength. And they're getting all worked up and they think it's going to be game over because they're trying to solve this in our own strength. And they refuse or they forgot to go to God and just seek what God had for them. Now, certainly, anybody relate to that, right? When we face something in our life and we're like, I got to solve this. And often the last thing we want to do is just sit down and say, okay, God, I'm going to be still and I'm going to listen for your voice. And while the world is in chaos all around me, I recognize that you're the one who is the ultimate hope in any situation, that you're the one that is ultimately going to bring my victory. And this is what Israel neglected to do. So in Isaiah chapter 30, verse 15, um, it says this, this is the word of the Lord through Isaiah. This is what the sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel says, only in returning to me and resting in me will you be saved. In quietness and confidence is your strength, but you would have none of it. That's a great phrase. I love that verse. I love quietness and confidence. I've always loved that verse. There's just something about, have you ever watched, I don't know, maybe you watch a movie, like a fighting movie or something, or maybe it's in like sporting, the sporting world or something. There's something about the people who are just quiet in their confidence, right? There's that guy in the corner, you're watching the movie and everyone's fighting out here and there's the guy in the corner just watching and you're like, I know he's going to clean up everybody, right? Like he's just got that, there's just something about him. He doesn't need to show it. My favorite athletes are the ones that dominate and don't need to show it. They, I mean, they show it. They don't need to talk about it. Quietness and confidence. And this is what God is saying to the Israelites. In quietness and confidence is your strength. An important element to hearing the voice of God in his direction is just allowing yourself to be still to be still, to cease striving, to stop striving long enough to be in his presence and listen. That's why when Carly was leading tonight, she led so well. It's just providing those moments, even in a corporate public environment like this, where we can just pause for a few moments and just stop all the activity and allow all the distractions and all the cares of the world to kind of fade away. And we just have a few moments in the presence of God's people just to listen and to be still and to focus our attention where it always should be, but yet we need reminders of it, don't we? Where you, Lord, are my strength. You are wisdom. You are my hope. This is what Israel was not doing. This is something that is key for us to be able to hear the voice of God, to be able to sit in stillness and quietness. Our confidence is not in our ability. It's when we sit in God's presence and be still and we listen to him and then we're confident Not in us, in our God, because we're in his presence. Psalm 46, verse 10 says this, Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Maybe someone here tonight, you are just in the midst of a storm, and you've tried solving everything in your own strength, and maybe this is the word of the Lord for you. Just be still in God's presence and allow him to move. God created you. God is working in these situations in ways that you can't even imagine. You can allow yourself a few moments or a few minutes or even an extended period of time just to sit in the presence of God and allow him not only to minister to your heart, but to speak to you, to speak wisdom to you and guidance. And our ability to be still will increase 
our ability to hear God, and it's going to increase our trust in God and our recognition of his voice. Stillness, our stillness in the presence of God reveals our confidence, right? Our quietness in the presence of God reveals that we trust him. There's something about when we cease trying to solve everything in our own strength and work hard and frantically try to make ends meet and wear ourselves out, we sit in God's presence and just be still and trust him. That reveals a lot about our heart and our trust that we have in God. So the hindrance number one, to hearing the voice of God, to recognizing the voice of God is this, noise and distraction. Noise and distraction. Have you ever talked to, maybe, you, I mean, I know we've all experienced this. I, I don't think it's just me. You're talking to someone, maybe you're sitting down at a restaurant and you're having a nice conversation or you're at home or you're talking with one of your kids and things are going along and all of a sudden you just hear the dreaded sound. The, the, the phone sound. That's my bad. I didn't practice that. And so then you're just talking to someone and they're doing this. Have you ever talked to someone who's like, mm-hmm, I'm listening. No, that's good, that's good. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just, I just, you ever, how do you feel when you're talking to the person and they're doing that, right? Do you feel like they're actually listening to you? Do, they, do you feel like what you're saying is as important as what's on the phone? No, because they're obviously prioritizing this. That's a one illustration of distraction. When you're listening to, when you're talking to someone who isn't listening and they're staring at their phone or they're distracted by something else, you know they're not listening. And you know they don't care enough about what you're saying. And even as many times as they say, no, keep going, I'm listening, I'm listening. When, I, when that happens to me, I just talk. Sometimes I'll even like, I'll, I'll get the story going off in a really weird direction to see if they're really listening. And then the aliens came and then they zapped me, you know, and this just to see if they're really listening. No, 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 I'm listening, I'm listening. Because, you know, if, I'm gonna, if I got a joke coming and I'm going to say something funny, I got to build it up. I got to have their attention, right? I can't have them distracted by their phone. If you've experienced that, you know that. You know that it's difficult to speak to someone when they're just distracted. How much do you want to keep talking to them? Not very much. Now, we might want to hear the voice of God, but most of the time, I would dare say most of the time, certainly in our modern day culture, we're just way too distracted. There's just too much noise. There's too much noise going on. We're too distracted and God's just sitting there waiting like, okay, I'm just waiting for you to, you know, it might actually be put your phone down or maybe it might be just I'm waiting for you to just set aside all the distractions because I want to speak to you. I want to talk to you. But we're too distracted for God to get a word in. Think about, this is perfect right here, the sound from downstairs. Think about the noise and distraction in our world right now. When are you actually still and quiet without any sort of screens or external stimulus in your world? When are you still and quiet with nothing going on around you? It's becoming less and less, right? It used to be that we never had a phone to walk around with like a, a total distraction box, Distract-a-Box 2000 right here that we carried around with us. So we would go places and we'd be sitting in the doctor's office waiting to go in to see the doctor and we'd have nothing to do. We'd maybe pull out an old Time magazine, but who wants to read that? So there was a lot of just sitting there. And then the doctor's office said, well, we better find something to, to distract them, so let's put a TV up there. And now it's in, on the phone. We have that everywhere we go. This is, we are around constant distraction. Think about advertising in our world. If you try to watch anything, drive down the road, op, uh, pick up your phone, it's constant advertising. The economy of advertisement is built on getting your attention from what you're doing onto what they're selling. And it is nonstop. It is nonstop. And the low point for me came when the first time I went to fill up my car with gas, and on the gas pump is the little TV screen, GTV. 
or GSTV, which I can only assume because I have a bachelor's degree in music, is gas station television, right? Because standing by yourself for three minutes beside a gas pump isn't enough. They have to put something in front of you there. They have to sell you something there. You have to listen to Mario Lopez talk about the Hollywood Minute or what's going on. Maria Menounos is having some sort of deal on something. And that's the low point. So I want all of us, whenever we're filling our car up with gas and GSTV comes on, I want that to be a reminder to you. We're too distracted. We're too distracted. Now, I know we're supposed to stand by the gas pump, and I know we're not supposed to have our cell phones in our hand because that causes some weird flamethrower spark thing or something like that, so that's why they put the TV there. But I want that to be a reminder. Man, there is constant noise and activity and distraction clamoring for your attention, and it is a huge hindrance from you being able to hear God. Young people, you've grown up in a generation. You don't know life before these things. There used to be life before these things. This is a huge it's a, there's a lot of good you can do, and now we're used to being able to reach anybody. There's a lot of stuff you can do. But this is a huge hindrance from you hearing from God because it's constantly pulling your attention away. So if you cannot sit alone and have a time of prayer and read the word and put this in another room, then we got to, you know, maybe we'll have like a, a cell phone support group or something. We'll have a big bucket. You can just leave your cell phone here when you come to church or something like that. This is, there is constant noise and distraction and it is a hindrance from you hearing from God. And the number one thing that we need to foster in our life is this relationship with God where we're able to sit in his presence to be still and know that I am God, to not be clamoring around trying to find everything to distract us and to fulfill us, but to still our hearts and our souls in the presence of God without distraction and just listen to the voice of God. One of my favorite authors is a pastor, John Ortberg. He wrote a book, I mean, it's probably 20 years ago now, called The Life You've Always Wanted, John Ortberg. It's a great book, really like a, a kind of like spiritual disciplines, but for like beginner Christians. It's just a very, very well-written um, idea of what it means to walk in this new life in Christ. The Life You've Always Wanted by John Ortberg. There was a quote in there, and this is the quote. For many of us, the great danger is not that we will renounce our faith. It is that we will become so distracted and rushed and preoccupied that we will settle for a mediocre version of it. A mediocre version of our faith where we just are so distracted and faith is just one of the things that we fit into a busy life and it's never that set everything aside and just focus on what God is saying. And he wrote this pre-cell phone, if you can believe that, right? This is, this is a great danger. It's becoming more and more. I believe that there is just so many health issues, mental health issues, um, spiritual health issues, emotional things that come from, we can, we're a society that we just don't have the capacity to slow down, to get rid of uh, the distractions. We have a deep spiritual and emotional and physical need for rest and solitude, for quiet, for stillness. Jesus modeled this. He often withdrew from people and the distractions all around him to be alone in prayer. Was there ever a time where there weren't people clamoring for his attention? No, they were always there. But he would set aside times to go and pray by himself. After the death of John the Baptist, he allowed himself to go off into a quiet place and just process that and grieve. Stillness and silence is vital for you to hear the voice of God. Adrenaline and hurry is the enemy to a deep spiritual life of hearing the voice of God. It's just the way it is. If you're constantly going, 
That's a, that's a strong enemy to you being able to have a, a confident, still ability to hear the voice of God and have that growing relationship with God. Now, the concern used to be, um, the concern used to be people would say, well, I'm just too busy. I just don't have time. I don't have time to get rid of all the distractions, and I got too much going on, and I would love stillness, but there's just too much going on. That's, that's the concern that used to be. I think there's a, a newer, deeper issue it's not that we can't find solitude. I think now we are so used to the noise that we don't like it. We don't like it. If it's still and quiet, we get like weirded out, right? Because there's just something foreign about it. We're like, where's my phone? Where's my phone? My Nookie Baba, where is it? I need, I need something. You know, some people it's just like, I can't, even, I can't even fall asleep. They need noise to fall asleep. There's nothing wrong. If you need a noisemaker, there's nothing, you know, that's not the end times antichrist or anything like that. <laughs> But there is something in us that when we are in a quiet room and there's nothing uh, in front of us, we get a little itchy, don't we? Right? We get, it's like a new thing where we, we ha now don't even want solitude. We go nuts if we're just sitting quietly doing nothing. Doing nothing, accomplishing nothing, not listening or watching anything. It's not like we can't find stillness. It's like we can't tolerate it. How long do you have to be sitting there before you reach for your phone. I find it's just so, so much of a habit now. At a red light, during a commercial break, there's times where I've got a hockey game on and I'm still doing something on my phone. Like one screen isn't enough for me anymore. It is a, it's an epidemic of, of activity and stimulus and distraction that we must push back against if we wanna foster this relationship in hearing the voice of God. We just have to do it. We have to find times where we can, kids, teenagers, I'm gonna talk to you, find some time where you can go without this for an hour or a day or six months or whatever it is, a school year, whatever it is. Find, make sure as you grow up in your faith, young people, that you are able to be in an environment of stillness and not cause your ADD to go crazy, right? Because we all have to fight against that. The very thing that is central to hearing the voice of God is this idea of stillness, and it can't be something that's intolerable for us. So do a little self-evaluation today when you think about it, and maybe someone's going to start elbowing you right now because they know you better than you do, but how are you at being still? We've got to get better at this. We need a noise detox Right? We need a noise detox. I, a, f a few times in my life, I've been involved in a, a music project in a recording studio. And so when you get down to the end of the project, after all the instrumentalists have played and all the singers and you got all the stuff in there, the producer is now mixing the recording. So everything you listen to has been mixed down and a producer has got all the drums and guitars and vocals and everything else and they're just adjusting the volume so it sounds well mixed. Well, what happens is after you've listened to it for hours and hours, recording engineers will often do this. They have to leave the room and kind of do something they call resetting their ears. Because if it's constant noise, then they stop hearing things clearly. They're like, I need to kind of reset. So they'll go into a quiet place or they'll just walk away for a while and then they'll come back and then they'll listen to the same thing that they've been working on for hours. But all of a sudden they hear things differently. Like, oh. They, it was like they become so used to what they had been hearing and the noise and everything. And once they kind of reset, everything becomes a little clearer. That's an important part of the job that they do. How much more important for us to just be able to reset our soul a little bit, reset our ears a little bit, allow God to speak to us. You've got to find times of quiet. God is not going to compete for your attention. He's waiting for you to slow down and to set aside the distractions and the cares of the world, to stop your activity long enough 
for you to show him that he's the most important thing in your life. He's not going to bang the drum the loudest. He's not going to take over. He's not going to like open and close doors and cause you to do, like he's not going to dominate your life. He's not going to take control with giant arrows in the sky. He's waiting for you to slow your heart and slow your mind down to listen to him. His priority is not to get you to do what he wants. His priority is this close relationship with you, that you would walk closely with him and listen to him. We must have times when we are distraction-free when we're reading the Bible. And we got to find times where we just kind of weave this into the fabric of our life, just times of stillness and solitude and quiet. Second hindrance we're going to go to is found in 2 Chronicles 33. This is another story of the king of Israel. Actually, this is during the divided kingdom. So there's the northern kingdom Israel, the southern kingdom Judah, and Manasseh is the king of Judah. And this is after the northern kingdom had already been kind of taken into exile by the Assyrians. So things are really falling apart in what was Israel. Manasseh is the king of the southern kingdom Judah, and he is leading the people to idolatry. Again, it's like the Israelites, they could never get out of their own way, even after the northern kingdom had been conquered by the Assyrians because of idolatry. The king of the southern kingdom is still doing the same thing, and God begins to speak to them, and God is trying to get their attention. And these are the words that it says in 2 Chronicles 33, verse 10. The Lord spoke to Manasseh and to his people, but they paid no attention. They paid no attention. What an indictment. Right? For the people of God, what an indictment for that to be written down in scriptures that God was trying to speak to the king and to the people. They just paid no attention. They just didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to have anything to do with it. There was prophets coming to them saying, I want, God is speaking. Judgment is coming. You have to turn back to him. And they were like, no thanks. I want nothing to do with it. The second hindrance to hearing the voice of God in your life is sin and disobedience. It's sin and disobedience. There's less amens to that one than the first one, noise and distraction. I noticed that. If God speaks to you and you don't respond, you're going to stop being able to hear the voice of God. If you continually um, fall into a pattern of sin and disobedience where you know God is speaking to you, something in your life that you know God is speaking about this, and you refuse to obey, that's going to dull your sensitivity to hear the voice of God. That's gonna, it's vital that when we feel God speaking to us about something, that we respond in obedience. It's vital. Even in something little, if God is directing you, hey, I want you to go talk to this person, or hey, I want you to pray about this, and we kind of ignore that, that's like building up a callus in our life about the voice of God. We must respond in obedience. Disobedience will quell the voice of God in your life like nothing else. And God might be speaking something big to you, a word of correction like he was speaking to Manasseh and the Israelites. God might be speaking a word of correction, trying to get your attention, saying, stop going down this road. You even know that this road is leading to destruction, yet you keep going down this road. Stop doing this. You might have other people, spouses, kids, family members, loved ones, who are speaking on behalf of God in your life, saying this is leading to your destruction. And you know that this is what God is asking you to do. And yet there's something in you that refuses. When the temptation is high, you keep going down that road, or you're powerless to stop doing that thing. You might be reading scriptures and scriptures are speaking plainly to you to turn away from this area, this lifestyle, this sin in your life and turn to God and yet you refuse, you are disobedient. 
And that might be the word for somebody tonight. That this might be the voice of God for your life where you know there's something going on in your life that is going to lead you to destruction. It's going to tear your family apart. It's going to tear your life apart, your health, whatever it is. You know there's something in your life, a relationship, a substance, a pattern of sin, a habit, whatever it is that is just, it's eating away at your soul. It's dulling your ability to hear the voice of God. It's, it's hindering your marriage relationships, other relationships. Whatever it is, you might be here tonight and this might be the voice of God for you. You gotta turn away from that. You have to turn away from that. This is the mercy of God. This is the mercy of God. God will not be mocked and your sin will find you out. And this is not out of an angry God that just wants to stick it to you. This is a God that loves you so much that he longs for you to turn back to him. And if you won't do it by his voice that he is trying to speak to you, the road signs, the billboards, the people in your life that are, you know, the, the you know, flashing lights that God's voice is trying to direct you away from this, if you won't turn back to him by his voice, it will be by the consequences of your actions. This is the mercy of God that just allows you to be like, okay, I tried to help you. You keep going down this road and eventually it's going to cause destruction ultimately. And God in his mercy says, I'll be here. When, when you hit rock bottom, but I'd love for you to turn away before we get that. What an indictment, those words in that, in that scripture from Second Chronicles, but they paid no attention. They paid no attention to the voice of God. Boy, I mean, that never be said about anybody who's listening to this message, right? That God was trying to speak, that God was trying to reveal his heart. They just paid no attention. They just didn't want to do it. They wanted to follow their own path. They wanted to follow their own temptation or they had just gotten so deep into this pattern of sin that they were powerless to do anything about it but they just paid no attention to the voice of God that was trying to steer them and guide them now God might speak um, a word of guidance that's not like a big sin correction it might be a moment where God is just trying to guide you and lead you into a different like we talked about this last week times where God spoke to me and it caused a, a drastic change in the course of my life. There's stories like that all over this church where people were saying, I was going down this road in my career and in my life and then I really felt God call me to do this. People get called to go to the mission field or change their careers or to do all these things that they are following. Did I do that? Sorry. Following the voice of God. I hit the mute button. Um, and they are listening to God and they're following his direction. Now, same thing goes if God is calling you to kind of turn away from a destructive thing. When God is calling you just to take a step of faith, it is vital that we respond in obedience. It's vital that we respond. It might be something very small. You're walking down the street and God puts something on your heart. Remember we talked about this last week, the promptings of the Holy Spirit where we feel like, wow, God is speaking to me to go talk to this person. And instantly we start like disqualifying it. Well, that couldn't have been God. Well, what if I sound dumb or what if they don't want to hear it? I just want to encourage you. It is vital in those moments where you feel like it might be God just to go and in humility obey. Just say, I feel like God might be telling me something to tell you. And just respond in obedience. And if you want to foster that relationship with God where you recognize his voice, 
the more times that you respond in obedience, the more that you're going to recognize when it is God, right? The more times that you are just simply obeying, the more times God's going to be like, yeah, I can trust them. The more times that your soul is going to recognize this is God. All the other voices, there's going to be times where you're going to say, that does not sound like God, but this is the voice of God. We will learn to recognize it like sheep recognize the voice of their shepherd as Jesus taught us. Amen? This is what happens when we will respond in obedience. So step out in faith. Maybe this is the word that you need to hear tonight is that God is calling you to do something and you have been disqualifying it and ignoring it and um, putting all the reasons why it can't be God. And God is still knocking at the door saying, hey, if you would just listen to me and respond in obedience, step out in faith. Go talk to that person. Uh, do this with your career. Follow God's call into whatever it is. Whatever it is that God speaks. The amazing thing about our God is that he's just orchestrating things in everyone's circumstances. He's speaking something to everybody so that he can accomplish his will in the world. I've said this often. It's a flawed plan to rely on all of us to be able to do this, but that's the plan. And so he is wanting all of us just to be humble and receptive and just say, okay, I want you to go here this person's going to hear from me here and they're going to talk to this person and that person's going to become a missionary and a whole nation in Asia is going to hear the gospel for the first time. Do you see how it all just comes down to us just simply listening to the voice of God? So obey. This will help us grow in our ability to hear him more clearly. Keep listening. Keep obeying. This is our prayer at our church for everyone that all of us would have that relationship where we hear the voice of God. We are not interested in a church where the person with the microphone hears from God and dispenses all the information, okay? That's not what we're about. The Bible talks about the priesthood of all believers where we all are hearing from the voice of God. Now, can that get messy and weird? Sure. But that's why we're a family. We walk through this together. But we want everyone to have that growing relationship where they have the Holy Spirit alive in them and they are hearing the voice of God. Students, we want you to learn how to do this at your young age to have this foundation of you can walk through school, you can walk through friend drama, as I know that ha happens in junior high and high school, and you can go through it and you can recognize I still am anchored in God's word in my life and my ability to hear him speak to me. You can be a light in your school. You can, you can recognize when you're walking down a path that your friends want you to walk down, and you're like, I know this isn't God, and you can recognize when the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, saying, don't go down there. This is the voice of God trying to steer you away. Grown-ups, we would have loved it if we would have learned this when we were teenagers, right? How many of us would say, yeah, that would have been a great thing to learn when I was in middle school? We could have avoided a few uh, speed bumps along the way, right? This is our prayer for everyone at this church. Psalm 25, verse 8 and 9 says this, Good and upright is the Lord, therefore he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. Humility is required. Obedience is required to hear the voice of God. Stillness is required. When God speaks to you, when God speaks to somebody, it's not a prideful, elevating thing. Like, oh, wow, look at me. I'm better than everyone else now, right? Because I hear the voice of God. That's not what it is. Pride will be another thing that kind of hinders God's ability to speak to you. There's no arrogance available on our part when God speaks to us. We're just simply vessels. Now, if you are using, some people love to use the God spoke to me as a way to kind of tell people what to do and control people and make themselves sound smarter. Well, God told me, so you can't. 
You can't disagree with me. God told me. Kids, don't try that at home, okay? You can't tell me what to do. God told me. God spoke to me as a way to get what you want or a way to manipulate people or at least to feel superior over other people. If that's you, you're missing it because you don't, when God speaks to you, the response does not lead you into a way that is less Christ-like, right? Christ is humble. Christ is serving others. This is Christ-likeness in us. So if we are missing the heart of God and yet speaking on behalf of God, we better be super careful about that, right? Bible talks about using the name of God in vain. I believe my view is that that's more about this speaking on behalf of God or representing God in a way that is not God honoring and less to do with maybe bad words in movies. Not that that's fine either, but I believe that we got to be super careful about speaking on behalf of God when there is selfish ambition or pride or arrogance going on in us. So as we close today, I want you to just think about those two things. God wants to speak to you and guide your life. God is trying to speak to you. And maybe you have that relationship where you are recognizing, yeah, I I have times of stillness and solitude where I can hear God speak. I am responsive when he does direct me. I do take those steps of faith. That's awesome. That's where we want everyone to be. But maybe for you tonight, you're thinking, well, God wants to speak to me, but I, I can't hear him. I've never heard him. And it might just be a noise thing. It might just be you've never stopped moving long enough to be still, to know that he is God, to be still and quiet in your soul where you can allow the chaos of the world to kind of fade away and just allow that moment. My favorite passage of scripture, Psalm 23, he prepares a table for you in the presence of your enemies. He prepares a table for you to just spend time in his presence in the midst of the battle, in the midst of the battle. You don't need things to quiet down in your life before you can spend time with God. In the midst of the chaos and the storm, There's an ability that we have to just be still before God. Just think about that. I I, I visualize it like somebody just sitting face to face with their heavenly father and, and hearing him speak encouragement and wisdom right in the middle of a battlefield. It seems crazy to us to think about, but this is what we get to do where God says, I can handle all this other stuff while you spend an hour in my presence. I can handle the chaos in your family actually better than you can so why don't you still your heart long enough to just receive from me the word that i have for you the encouragement i have for you god speaks i'm really good at guiding you and directing you and and moving you where you need to be so stop trying to figure it out all yourself and lean into the relationship you have with me and allow me to speak wisdom and guidance and encouragement to you this is what god wants to speak to your life so this relationship could be strong so that your, your life can feel kind of stable and anchored knowing that you are close to your God. Not that you're following all the rules and doing all the right things, but that you are close to the heart of God and you hear him when he speaks. Amen? So let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you that you are the God that is not just big and powerful. You're close to us. Again, what an amazing combination, the God of the universe, so close to us, his Holy Spirit wants to dwell in us that you want to walk alongside of us, prepare a a table before us in the presence of our enemies that you want to speak to our soul, that you allow us to come into your presence, whether in a room like this or in a room in our house, and just be still before you and allow the presence of God just to minister to our hearts and to speak life and guidance. And that you are fighting our battles for us. That you are providing in ways that we can't even imagine. So Lord, 
even for a few moments tonight, we just are reminded of this and we set aside every distraction, every care, everything we're worried about, everything we came into this place. Let's do that right now. Just allow yourself just to forget about everything, the storm raging just for a moment and to just be still in the presence of God. as to what their next step would look like. You just told them to be strong and courageous and to trust you, that you are fighting your, their battles, that you are moving and providing. Lord, that's the same promise for us tonight. You are so good at speaking to our hearts that you know us so uniquely, so closely. You, you knit us together so you know how we're wired. You know where our minds are prone to go to worry and anxiety and you, you speak peace to those areas uniquely for us. What an amazing privilege we have to just sit in your presence. So Lord, I pray that you would uh, encourage us and guide us that we would have the strength and, and just the, the fortitude to, to carve out these times where we are just still in your presence, that we would make this a priority, that we would make this a discipline in our life to spend time in prayer, in your word, without distraction, and just hear you speak to us. And that's the anchor for our life. That's the wisdom that we need. That's everything we need comes from you. Every good gift comes from you. Everything we need for life comes from you. So Lord, forgive us for times that we've just been striving everywhere else, trying to solve problems on our own with our own feeble abilities. You are wanting us just to sit in your presence and allow you to move. So I pray that you would do that. Lord, may our relationship with you grow stronger and closer. May our faith grow, our trust in you grow. And Lord, when you speak this week, may we recognize it and may we obey. We want to obey when you speak to us. So Lord, we thank you for the work that you're doing in our lives, for all that you do in our hearts, for the ways that you are building us up and drawing us close to you. We want to respond in obedience. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. Thanks for being here tonight. If you would like to just stay and just be quiet in here and still in here, we'll just have some music playing. You can pray in here. We'll have some prayer team members up front if you would like someone to pray with you. But otherwise, God bless you. Enjoy the snowstorm again, and uh, we'll see you next time. Come back for Sunday school tomorrow if you would like. <laughs>